Chicago. A man is about to get on a routine flight. Suddenly, he pauses. He doesn't know why, but he's got to walk away. An hour later, the plane goes down in flames. It's dismissed as chance. Time Life Books Commercial, circa 1987. When I was a kid, I used to stop cold whenever one of those commercials came on. If I was drowsing to my mother's game shows, I'd jolt awake, sit up straight, and listen. If I was playing with my spirograph on the floor, I'd stop, stare, and let my colored pen go loose in my hand. If I was getting a snack in the kitchen, I'd run back to the living room to watch. Like the Pied Piper, the spooky synthesizer music drew me in, and the stories told by the priestly-sounding narrator gripped me long after the commercial was over, usually past bedtime. I'd lie awake, thinking of the woman with the prophetic dream of schoolchildren dying in an avalanche, the matching drawings of aliens produced by abductees who'd never met, the man who points a clover-shaped wire at Stonehenge, feels an inexplicable surge throughout his body, then faints, and I couldn't dismiss any of it. There are so many hints of a world more remarkable than we ever imagined, and of abilities that we barely suspect. Send for your first volume on a trial basis and see if you can explain these things away. It wasn't until we were eleven that Charlotte and I learned that her older brother Paul had had several of the books in his bedroom for years— All this time, we'd been passing his room, holding our noses against the smell of dirty shirts and rotting dregs of milkshakes, and this treasure had been buried there. It was like finding a sacred scroll in the dumpster behind Denny's. Turns out, he'd bought a subscription with some paper route money, but eventually canceled it when he got tired of the books, which weren't actually that great, he said. And now he was cleaning out his bedroom, making space for a stereo he planned to buy, and was going to chuck the books if Charlotte didn't want them. Charlotte kept her fifteen treasured volumes at the bottom of a cardboard box in her closet, covered with a stack of highlights magazines. The books were beautiful. The textured black covers with the silver lettering made them feel very official and adult, like a high school yearbook and the smell of the thick, glossy pages reminded me of new textbooks at school, which confirmed the seriousness of their contents. Besides, it seemed that Paul had barely cracked them. The text was difficult, but Charlotte used her top reading group skills to decipher a few pages nearly every night. She found the most important and interesting bits for me. Plus, there were lots of pictures. Almost every day after school, we pored over the books, Boring Charlotte's beautiful teenage babysitter, Rose, with the dirty blonde hair and even dirtier mouth, practically to death. But then, Rose disappeared in November of our sixth grade year, making the books even more vital to us. No longer a mere source of entertainment, but an investigative guide. By then we knew better than the neighbors who whispered, run away, and the police who let her trail go cold. We knew better than to stop at what people aren't willing to talk about. The commercials had explained that there is much that is unknown, but promised that the books would tell us at least what could be known. And Charlotte and I took them at their word.
Visions and Prophecies, November 1990. After Rose disappeared, Charlotte's parents never found a replacement babysitter. Either they were hoping that Rose would return any day, or they'd finally figured out that Charlotte was old enough to take care of herself for a couple of hours each afternoon, before Paul arrived home from soccer practice. I'm still worried about Rose, Charlotte told me about a week after the disappearance had hit the news. We were sitting cross-legged on her bed, playing a half-hearted round of racco. Everybody is, I said. Her picture is in the paper again this morning. I know, I replied, a little annoyed. Sometimes Charlotte acted like I lived in a cave. I don't think we should just be sitting here playing games. I think we should be helping them find her.